everyone. I'm Jensine Bard, and welcome to Testimony, where truth is told, lives are changed, and hope is given. Revelation 12:11 tells us that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, a testimony of your story for His glory. He's known as the pioneer of BRI movement, spelled out, Biblically Responsible Investing, and is founder and president of Timothy Plan, an organization he founded 25 plus years ago, helping Christians honor God with their investments, biblically, morally, and responsibly. In his recently acclaimed Invested with Purpose, the birth of the biblically responsible investment movement, my next guest explains. Ladies and gentlemen, would you welcome to testimony a wonderful honor indeed, Mr. Arthur Alley. Mr. Alley, welcome to testimony. Oh, Jensine, thank you. It's an honor to be with you. Well, it's an honor to have you here, sir. Let's get right to it. At the time of this recording, there is nationwide rioting in the streets, business and government buildings burned to the ground, senseless shootings and deaths, and all amid a pandemic called COVID-19 that has, quote, sequestered the American people and world at large in their homes and if out, covered with masks, no handshakes, six feet apart, churches that used to be a safe haven for comfort are now being limited in assembly, and the list goes on. So question, Mr. Alley, before we get into your God-appointed book, Invested with Purpose, and it is this. How, in your view, as an investment veteran with over 40 years plus experience, does America, quote, bounce back from this? And secondly, if it were not for the historic economic success under a Trump administration, would bounce back even be possible? Your thoughts? Hmm. Well, it had better be uh, possible, uh, Jensine, uh, and it really is. Uh, never in my lifetime have we seen something like this so quickly go from the best economic, powerful economy ever to shutting the whole country down. And that just shows you what the powerful uh, emotion of fear can do. And uh, this thing was so weaponized, not that it's not serious, but it was so weaponized that um, those that would like to destroy America, uh, I mean, they, they wrote this for all it was worth. And then you follow up with a tragic, uh, horrible, murder in Minneapolis and uh, people, you know, that guy needs to uh, pay the price to the full extent of the law for that murder of that young man. Uh, but there are those that could care less about that that are using that to uh, incite these riots. And these are paid, organized uh, henchmen that come into these cities and incite uh, a, a, a local crowd, but most of them are from outside. Uh, this is one horrible attack 
internal attack on the United States of America and ultimately on its economy. So your question, can it come back? Absolutely, yes. Uh, this economy is way too big uh, for those kinds of um, uh, nefarious efforts to crush it for good. Uh, will it take a little while to come back? Of course it will. Uh, is it tragic on especially small businesses and, and, and the ones in the war zones that have been burned out and, you know, looted and all the rest? Uh, some of them may never recover, uh, but nevertheless, uh, we've got we've got a leader, and I'm not a political person, but I love Donald Trump because he's a patriot, and he's trying to do the right thing against all odds with the major media uh, attacking at every turn, uh, people that, that are so hungry for power they could care less if they destroy our country if they gain the power, attacking constantly uh and through all of that we managed to uh, assemble the greatest uh, freedom we've had in a long time through through getting rid of all these onerous regulations giving people their money back through tax cuts so that they could do what they thought best with it instead of some government bureaucracy telling them what to do uh so i think uh, we're going to come out of it and uh, hopefully this November, we will reelect uh, not only Donald Trump, but we need a majority of people who love Jesus Christ and, and the creator God of this world more than they lust for power. And if that happens, the best days for America are yet ahead. If the socialist communists uh, end up winning, and I think the only way they can do it is through total corruption and vote fraud, but uh, that's well entrenched. Uh, if they do, uh, uh, we will never recover. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Arthur Alley, best-selling author of his must-read, Invested with Purpose. Mr. Alley, what exactly is the Timothy Plan, and how did it come into being? Well, I've been in the, the investment industry for like, I don't know, about 18 years, uh, managing branches and doing financial advising for clients, and mainly the Christian community, because that's who I am and that's who I relate to, uh, and actively uh, battling against the evils of abortion and pornography uh, locally here. And I increasingly became aware that some of these publicly traded corporations are directly involved or at least funding a lot of uh, this nefarious uh, activity and uh, for lack of a better term pursuing an unholy agenda and here I am helping my Bible believing Christian clients invest their money and we you know in all humility we invested it well but I was helping them own companies that were operating exactly opposite to their entire moral compass. And in fact, if you really think about it, uh, I was helping them invest in companies uh, that would end up funding their own destruction. Um, and, you know, that had to stop. So I searched the entire industry to see wasn't there somebody that did biblical screening, moral screening, 
the what's called social screening's been around for 50 years. But that's things like the environment, you know, the, the very uh, liberal agendas used to be South Africa, and those kinds of animal rights. Uh, nobody dealt with the issues of abortion, pornography, the things that are abhorrent to God in Scripture. Uh, so it was either, you know, get out of the business or start an investment program that people, Bible-believing people, could invest in and feel good about and still get decent investment returns. Uh, that gave birth to the Timothy plan uh, simply because nothing existed. I really didn't want to do this. But, uh, you know, the Lord has a two-by-four with my name on it, and he uses <laughs> it, and it hurts. Uh and, you know, that's, that's what gave birth to this thing. Well, Mr. Alley, in reading your book, the Timothy Plan uh, now boasts over $1 billion in managed mutual funds benefiting organizations that are pro-life, pro-family, and faith-based, contrary to what you just alluded to, which is the knowingly or unknowingly support for abortion, pornography, anti-family activism, unhealthy substances, and even slave labor. So talk to the listener for a moment about the vetting process that the Timothy Plan uses uh, in determining the difference. Okay, thanks. And, and you know, and it's important to, to point out that we are a biblically responsible investment firm. Uh, we're serious about it. Jesus Christ is the chairman of the board, not Art Allen. Um, and people kind of have a mistaken thought that we only invest in quote-unquote good companies, and that's just simply not true. I mean, uh, Scripture is very clear that there is none righteous, not one, only Christ. Mm -hmm. uh, so I try to point out that we refuse to own companies pursuing an unholy agenda, uh, but those that are, you know, inadvertently, you know, not pursuing that agenda doesn't mean that they're quote-unquote good companies. Uh, economically, they're good. Uh, and it's important to point out we do not manage the money here in our headquarters in Orlando. Um, if, if I did, I wouldn't feel good about investing in my own funds. Uh, we search out and find, with the help of some institutional consultants, the top-tier money management firms in each area of our various funds, and we have 12 different mutual funds, um, and they manage it, but we're the ones that do the research on what companies we refuse to allow them to buy for Timothy. They may, they may invest in them for their other clients. We don't know. But for our funds, they have to adhere to our research and we've got a team of five full-time people that do nothing. Uh, it's very complicated to dig into all this stuff because, you know, they don't put it on their annual reports or on their advertising or what they're doing beneath the radar. Right. Uh, but if a company is involved in promotion or direct or indirect uh, involvement with abortion, we will not own them. Or if they're a producer or uh, distributor of pornography, uh, which America is the biggest distributor in the world of pornography, we will not own those companies. Or anti-family entertainment, 
or non-traditional married lifestyles, all the biblical principles that are very clear. And when we launched this, my friends on Wall Street said, you can't do this. And I said, what do you mean? They said, you cannot screen out some of the largest, most profitable companies in the industry and expect to get good investment returns. Well, my response to them then is the same as my response today. If you are a Bible-believing Christian, not a lip service Christian, but a Bible-believing Christian, obedience trumps performance every single time. Uh, now, that does not mean um, that we will not get good performance. That's why we seek out the best money managers. We are very competitive in the performance world. But we're not going to sell out by owning shares of companies that are funding the undermining of our moral fabric in America. And so that's kind of the genesis. A long answer to a short question. I apologize for that. No, that's a great answer. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Arthur Alley, author of his recently released Invested with Purpose, the birth of the biblically responsible investment movement and founder of Timothy Plan. Question, Arthur, if I may, how did you learn to trust in God, the miracles, disappointments, which in your view has been your greatest teacher? Hmm. Uh, adversity. I mean, you know, and I call it, for lack of a better term, being jammed through keyholes. <laughs> you know, everybody believes in God, or they'll tell you they do. But even the demons believe in God. It's do you trust him? And everybody would say, sure, I trust him. Well, the real test of the trust is when you get jammed through a keyhole, how you come out on the other side. I had a strong faith when we launched Timothy Plan, uh, and I mean, I've been teaching Sunday school for over 40 years now, and I, you know, I know the word, and I, know, I try to, to adhere to it, but until I got jammed through these keyholes time after time, uh, my faith wasn't near what it is today because I know uh, that I can trust him. See, we all know we can trust God. I would, you know, anybody who's a Christian would, would agree. The question is, can he trust you? And only through adversity and being jammed through these keyholes, how you come out on the other side um, uh, kind of uh, is, is proof positive that he can trust you. Now, in my case, it took four times. <laughs> I wish once would have been enough, but it wasn't. Uh, and then he finally figured out, I guess, that he could trust me because, uh, you know, he is the chairman. We're not going to dishonor him. That is how your faith really grows, is when you go through adversity, I believe, and you have to do it. Uh, otherwise, it's just kind of surface level. I want to get to a quote from your book, and I quote, In our journey to be invested with purpose, we must make sure we have the right priorities. Many begin with proper motives, but eventually compromise over financial gain or lack thereof. The Bible states money, or mammon, 
has the potential to compete directly with Almighty God for our loyalty. We must choose now which master we will serve before we get too far into our journey. If not, we'll find ourselves turning money into our master. And you quote a scripture, 1 Timothy 6, 9, and it is this. Those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. Question, Mr. Alley, where do you think most Americans are in this equation in America today? Uh, I believe, and thank you for that question, because I believe that's the, the root cause of where we are. Uh, and my daddy used to tell me, it's, son, it's always about the money. Uh, that scripture is very convicting, but it's also very true. I believe Satan's greatest bondage hold on Christians and non-Christians alike is money. Uh, when, I, when I do workshops and seminars, you know, and I, I wrote a biblical stewardship uh, study guide that is nine hours long, not because I'm brilliant, but what God's Word says mm. about handling money from cradle to grave. And one of the key uh, challenges I do is, you know, I stand up and say, well, whose money is it? And it's a room full of Christians. And they will, uh, with one united voice, say, it's God's money. Well, they're all lying. <laughs> uh, because, we're, not intentionally, not intentionally. Uh, but you look at what they do with it, and then does that testify it's really his money? And so one of the uh, challenges I give them is I ask them a simple question. Do you know anybody who does not want to make more money? And, I mean, there may be a rare person here or there, but basically everybody wants to make more money. And when, uh, uh, Jen, see, when they make more money, what do they want? They want more. And when they make that, what do they want? They want more. And this never ends. And the Lord's word is very clear. I want you to be content with what you have. If more money was the answer to contentment and happiness, why are the majority of the richest people in the world among the most miserable? Money is not the answer, but Satan would have us believe it is. And as a result of that, you end up worshiping that instead of the Creator God, who wants you to be content with what you have, because He's going to take care of you. He's not going to throw you away. Uh, so money really is a root cause of, uh, of the biggest problems we have. The prisons, if you take money out of the equations, I think they'd be three-quarters empty. Divorce, take money away, divorce rate would drop dramatically. It, it, is, it is a pressure thing, and that's why I'm concerned about what's going on in the economy today. Because these businesses and these people that have been shut down and totally wiped out of any form of income, there is no pressure you can be under that would equate to that of financial pressure. And what we're seeing is suicides going up and marriages breaking up. And, you know, it's uh, those that would like to destroy this country are giddy and happy about that. But it is a tragedy. Uh, money is the root cause of it all. Uh, or the love of money, and Satan has us love. 
if only I had more money, then I'd be happy. No, you wouldn't. Right. The Word does tell us that money tests the heart of men. The widow's might, for example. Mm -hmm. She gave all she had, even though in the eyes of the onlookers, it wasn't anything at all. So in my view, in reading that scripture, she was really giving her heart and her all. She was all in. So question, if a Christian is not all in for the Lord, if they do not believe that one day they will have eternal reward for how they lived their life on this earth, how they gave and sowed into the lives of others on this earth, what are the chances of them doing the right things with their money as opposed to not believing that? Ah, slim and none. Um, you know, at Timothy, for example, uh, we are a pass-through. And uh, I say this guardedly because I get a ton of calls whenever I say this. But we, uh, we give away uh, a huge portion of now that we're making profits of, of what we of what we take in, uh, and it is to support ministries, uh, critical ministries that are all hurting for lack of funding. Uh, but a good example of how this works, if I've got time, absolutely. Um, Jen is a good friend of mine. Was is a uh, he's a, a mentor and pastor to men. He has his own ministry, has had it for 40 years now, and he's, he's become a really good friend and teaches people the, the biblical principles of life. Uh, but he depends totally on contributions for his support. So he called me one day, and this is about four or five years ago. I may have put this in the book. I can't remember. Uh, and, and I said, John, how you doing? He says, well, uh, kind of doing all right. I said, let me ask you a question, John. And he's a solid Christian. I says, how much money do you have right now? He says, what do you mean? I total, bank, checking account, cash on hand. He says, oh, you know, everything, I don't know, about $38. I said, that's it? Yep. <laughs> uh, now that's living on faith. So I said, let me, let me challenge you. You know, I know you're a, a solid believer. But I want, are you going to church Sunday? Yes, sir. I says, I want you to put it all in the plate. Trust God will provide. That's the widow's might. And I'm going to tell you something. Didn't hear from him that weekend, but Monday morning he called me. He says, man, Art, you're not going to believe this. I says, what? He says, I did it. In total faith, I put it all. And after the service, a gentleman in the congregation came up to me and said, John, uh, I want to give you this check. I believe God just told me uh, I need to do that. And the check was for $4,000. Wow. I said, you know, we can trust God. He can't trust us. Uh, and you don't do it for what you're going to get out of it. You just do it in obedience and trust. Uh, but if we're more open-handed... Uh, it's going to remove a lot of, of the stress that greedy grubbing after money creates. I'm not saying you don't be a good steward. You have to. I mean, but boy, we, we misuse that term, too, a lot. 
How important is, quote, tithing? Tithing is a biblical principle that is rock-solid and indisputable unless you try to rationalize it away. God is very clear. The first 10% of your increase is not yours, it is his. Tithing is not, you know, putting some token amount. It's 10%. If you are not tithing 10%, you are stealing from him, which is never a good idea. I think you'd agree. Exactly. So when people talk about giving, you are not giving un until you give out of the 90% that's left. And I don't know about you, but I have never heard a weak testimony from anybody who has decided that not only to tithe, but to double tithe and to triple tithe. We can trust God. He will provide. Uh, but if you don't, it is his money, you're stealing from him, and you can give all the lip service you want of what a good, solid Christian you are, but the real asset test is to look at your checkbook. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Arthur Alley, author of Invested with Purpose. In a remaining time here, Arthur, question. How has faith played a role in your career, your marriage, family, and investment, and why is it important to have a balance in these areas as well as one's portfolio? Well, that's uh, having to do with the wholeness of life. Uh, Bonnie and I, uh, actually, this is our anniversary today. Happy anniversary. How many years? Thank you. 58 years, 11 months, and one day we have been married. Congratulations. <laughs> and, you know, the only reason we haven't gotten a divorce or killed each other, well, two reasons, and we joke about the first one. Uh, but Christ is our rock. He is the anchor, and we are both committed to him. When you're there, uh, you don't have all these other problems that are all, you know, the problem people have is the answer to the question, who are you thinking about 95% of the time? And if they're honest, they will say, myself. Well, that is not the biblical way. What Lord wants is he's first, others are second, and yourself is last. If you can do that, you're freed from that trap. But uh, we have built our marriage on the rock of Christ. Uh, we are both solid believers. Doesn't mean we don't argue and have disagreements from time to time. But we joke about why we've never gotten divorced is uh, during the early years, uh, we could never decide who'd get stuck with the kids. <laughs> so we just stayed together all those years. <laughs> joking, folks, joking. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to Arthur Alley, founder and president of the Timothy Plan, pioneer of the BRI movement, Biblically Responsible Investing, and author of his acclaimed must-read, Invested with Purpose, The Birth of the Biblically Responsible Investment Movement. You can learn more about Arthur Alley's work, ministry, and mission by visiting timothyplan.com and get his book at investedwithpurpose.com. You will be blessed, informed, and given hope 
that you did. Mr. Alley, sir, thank you for taking precious time to share just a little of your story and the story of the Timothy Plan that you founded 25 years ago in helping Christians to honor the Lord with their investments and in a biblically, morally, and responsible manner. I'm reminded of the scripture in Matthew 6, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Your latest great read, Investing with Purpose, is a wonderful tool to securing just that, not only in this life, but in the one to come. We thank you, and God bless you. Amen. God bless, Jesse. Testimony is a global broadcast made possible by the generous contributions of our valued partners at Jensine Bard Ministries and you, our listening audience. Together, we are reaching souls for Christ one testimony at a time. If you would like information on how you can support this broadcast with your tax-deductible gift, please visit us at jensinebard.com. That's one word, J-E-N-S-I-N-E-B-A-R-D dot com. And join the conversation at our Facebook page, Testimony with Jensine Bard. Thank you for listening, and please join us again for Testimony. Testimony.